Did you guys know that by becoming a subscriber of The Suzanne Venker Show, you get bonus episodes regarding things like stories about my own marriage, answers to questions about other people's marriages and relationships, and commentary on current events that undermine marriage and the family. You also get free eBooks, early releases of each episode, and a 100% free digital copy of my new book, How to Get Hitched and Stay Hitched. Whew, with all that, who wouldn't want to become a subscriber? It's not even expensive. There are three very economical levels from which to choose. Just go to SuzanneBanker.com forward slash podcast and click on the become a subscriber button. That's SuzanneBanker.com forward slash podcast. And now on with the show. From the magnificent Midwest, it's the Suzanne Venker Show, where men and women are equal in value, but wildly different by nature. Join us here every week when we challenge the culture's hugely flawed narratives about men, women, sex, and love. From coast to coast and from around the world, thank you for joining us. So today I'm going to discuss the truth about women's fertility, a very sensitive subject, no doubt as opposed to the more watered down version that women get from our culture. But really quickly, before I do that, I want to do a quick shout out to Jan, who is a woman I met over the weekend when I was taking a cooking class and she was the instructor and my husband and I were leaving. Um, actually I was with my son as well. So my husband and my son and I were leaving and Jan came running out and I'm like thinking I left something behind or whatever. And she comes out the front door and says, I just want you to know, I listen to your podcast every week. I never miss one. And I'm in a new relationship and I'm taking all of your advice. <laughs> so that was really wonderful. And I wanted to take this opportunity. Hopefully you're listening, Jan, to say thank you for that. You'd be surprised at how few people take the time, even if they're thinking it, um, to, to say something. And it really means a lot to me. And especially because it was in my hometown, because most of the people that I hear from, because this podcast is worldwide, of course, are, is not, uh, are not from my hometown. So that was, that made it extra fun. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad that you do listen to this podcast and that it is hopefully changing your life for the better. So thanks, Jan. Okay. Back to this more somber subject. Um, I have to tell you guys, I'm consistently shocked at the number of millennial women who I meet or hear from via coaching or other ways who have no real comprehension that the bio, that their biological clock is a thing. They're, they're vaguely aware that it's there, but no one has sat down to explain exactly what this means for them in mapping out of life, mapping out a life and in having a family, having the family that you want. The number of 35-year-old plus women who think they can just now start the process and have, I don't know, two or three or four children is mind-blowing. And it makes me so angry because it's not their fault. They have been completely shut out of a conversation that they need about their own bodies in order to create the lives they want because it is not politically correct to do so. And I find that abominable, just horrifying. And when I talk to these people and I think, what are you doing? I have to remind myself, wait, it's not their fault. And then I, I ask them straight out, listen, I gotta, I gotta tell you something. And then I'll tell them what I'm going to talk about in a minute here. And they, they're like, I have literally never heard this before from anybody. 
I, I have no idea what you're talking about. So that's what made me think to do this podcast. Let's just start with the basic uh, reality of starting a family. This is true no matter whether you're younger or older, but clearly it's going to be different in your 20s than in your 30s. You have to account for the process of what's involved in trying to have a family. Number one, you have to actually get pregnant. Let's just start with that. You don't just think about it and then have sex and get pregnant. It just typically does not work that way. I mean, it, it's an involved process. Anybody who tried to get pregnant at a very specific period of their life, especially if they're older, you know what's involved in actually going through that. And it's not fun. Like having sex for the purpose of creating a baby in any kind of compressed time period because you're getting older and you have to hurry up and do it, that's not fun. I mean, it is not fun. Um, so there's that and the stress of that, which adding stress to the equation is also really bad for producing a baby. Um, and then you get pregnant and you have to account for the fact that you may miscarry. And if you miscarry, you're talking about, so months getting pregnant to start, then you miscarry. You're going to mourn that. You're going to need your body to get back in, you know, pregnancy mode or whatever. Then you try again. It might take a few more months. Then eventually you get pregnant. Then that's nine months of carrying the baby. Then your life turns upside down and you're completely ensconced in just being able to sleep through the night or through the day and just get through the day and caring for this newborn that you can't even think about adding another one to the equation. So, and plus your body has to heal. So that's another definite maybe year. Then you try to have another baby and you start the process all over again. And you can see how you're running up against the clock. This isn't something that happens in a year or two. You have to have ideally several years in between each kid. Then there's that fact. And then there's how many do you want? So maybe if you want just one child, it would, make more sense. But if you want two or three or God forbid more, the idea of thinking about it at the age of 35 and thinking your body is going to cooperate is crazy. It's crazy. And, and people, some women genuinely don't know this because they see people getting pregnant by all these alternative methods, or they see Hollywood people, you know, getting pregnant in their forties, but they don't have the other side of the story on that as to how that happened. So it's been normalized. And then the reality is it doesn't work out that way. And there is nothing more financially or emotionally devastating as a woman missing out, finding out that she missed her opportunity to conceive or to at least conceive the natural way, or to be able to have the number of children that she wants. Like at this point, her body is not cooperating. There is nothing sadder. And the most egregious aspect of this phenomenon is that for most women, this was entirely avoidable. But the truth about fertility has been squelched. According to the Human Fertilization and Embryology Authority, which collects data on roughly 50,000 treatments performed each year in the UK, nearly a quarter of the patients who sought treatments in order to become pregnant between 1991 and 2008, and the average age of the study's patients, by the way, was 35, experienced, quote, unexplained fertility. Male factors had its 
that was at around 29% male factors, meaning it had something to do with the man. But of all the other data as to why women couldn't conceive, such as ovarian failure, endometriosis, et cetera, paled in comparison to quote unquote unexplained infertility. But there's nothing inexplicable about it. The reason these women couldn't conceive is because they waited too long. Mother nature is a powerful force. If she had her way, most women would become pregnant in their teens, become mothers, I should say, in their teens. But let's not do that. However, mother nature does close the window too. On average, a woman under 35 years old is substantially more likely to conceive than a woman who is older. Let me say that again. On average, a woman under 35 years old is substantially more likely to conceive than a woman who is older. Once you're over 40, it is nearly impossible, at least not without serious and expensive medical intervention. This is basic information women need, yes? Yet even doctors won't relay this data because it's politically incorrect. They're not supposed to say anything that will disrupt a woman's plans for her career or suggest that somehow she can't be on the same path as a man's because her body is different. How messed up is that? I mean, I, don't, I just can't even conceive of knowingly um, lying to women because it's good for politics when you are literally ruining their lives by not giving them this information. So take Kate, for instance, who happens to be someone I know, but there's nothing unusual about her story. Kate took years to get to the altar, not because she didn't have a boyfriend. She actually did, but because she was so uber focused on her career. Like so many young women, Kate stayed in school for almost a decade as she bounced around from one career concept to another. At 32, she decided to marry her longtime boyfriend. Then she waited another three years to start talking about having kids. Just talking, mind you. That's when things went south. By the time Kate and her husband got down to business, her body didn't want to cooperate. Kate had several miscarriages. Despondent, she visited her doctor who told her getting pregnant was not going to be easy. Well, finally, a doctor who had to tell her, just tell someone the truth. So Kate begins her fertility treatments. It took five treatments and $30,000 to get one baby. Five treatments, $30,000 to get one baby, one. When he was born, Kate was 38. Desperate for another baby, she and her husband depleted their savings account to try to make it happen. It never did. The same thing happened, interestingly enough, to Rebecca Walker, who was the daughter of Alice Walker, who wrote the play slash, not play, sorry, the, wrote the story and that later became a film, The Color Purple. A lot of you who are my age will remember the color purple. I think it was in the 80s. Rebecca, her daughter, wrote a compelling article detailing her very sad feminist upbringing because her mother was a raging feminist and taught her all kinds of feminist things that ruined her life. So here's a portion of it. As a child, I, learned, I yearned for a traditional mother. I grew up believing that children are millstones around your neck and the idea that motherhood can make you happy is a complete fairy tale. When I hit my 20s, I could feel my biological clock ticking, but I felt if I listened to it, I would be betraying my mother and all she had taught me. 
In fact, having a child has been the most rewarding experience of my life. My only regret is that I discovered the joys of motherhood too late. I have been trying for a second child, but so far with no luck. Know your body, ladies. You do have some time, but you don't have all the time in the world. If you wait too long, you will feel rushed, and that can make it harder to conceive. I've heard so many stories about women, I'm sure you have too, who tried desperately to get pregnant only to end up adopting because they thought they couldn't get pregnant, and then bam, they got pregnant. Our bodies just don't tend to perform on command. It needs to be given, the whole process of getting pregnant and starting a family needs to be given time. Stress-free time. And the average woman who's trying to get pregnant today at 35 plus is, is not in that boat. She is stressed out. She is short on time and it is not working out. And by the way, your relationship suffers tremendously from this whole process. Needlessly, needlessly. I'm not talking about people who have actual problems, physical problems that, that keep them from being able to move forward in the way they want to. I'm talking about the voluntary choice. I mean, the voluntary choice, that's redundant. The choice to forget about it until later because you've been misled and essentially lied to. Bottom line, when it comes to having babies, there is a window. Work within your biological framework and you massively reduce your chances of having difficulty conceiving, which means you will be both richer and happier <laughs> because you won't be spending money you don't have and you won't have to meaning not forcing the issue through these non-traditional methods and your marriage will be strengthened because you did something the natural way and not having um, to go through this other, you know, madness by choice again, by choice. Anyone who's been through this and who is honest will tell you anything I'm telling you right now. Unfortunately, the culture and even your doctors will not do so. That is why I'm taking these few minutes to tell you this in this episode. So please pass this particular podcast episode onto any woman you know who you believe needs to hear this, which I imagine is um, a great many women. And that ends this hour of the Suzanne Banker Show. Before you leave us, I'd appreciate it if you take one minute to give us a review at Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use. If you've done that already, or if you can't leave a review on your podcast player for some reason, please consider sharing the show with a friend or a family member. Word of mouth is the primary way we get the word out about The Suzanne Banker Show. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week.